You're listening to KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas and Fort Worth, the voice of the people. Celebrating 30 years, excuse me, 31 years of Beyond the Crimson Horizon, Solitude, Eternus, and Seeds of the Desolate. You're listening to Reckless Rock Radio on KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas, Fort Worth, the voice of the people. Big Mix Lee, I'm Spicoli. Thank you all so much for joining us. And uh just like to go on record now and say I have been preparing for this interview since the formation of Reckless Rock Radio seven years ago. But why? But why? Because, John, <laughs> I just had a feeling. And I've got other feelings. There's but we're a, not getting into those. Yeah, we may get medication and, for that, so... Gross. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, John Perez, Lyle Blackburn, thank you for being here. Solitude Eternus Reunion 2024. Oh, my God, it feels great to say that. Hello, welcome, Greg. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hi, Lee. Hey, Greg, thanks for having us. I'm used to sitting in my living room on the couch listening to you guys at this time of the night, usually. And a very comfortable couch it is. How is the puppy? Guys, she's alright. And we're we're moose sitting another moose as well. But so oh. They're back there listening, I'm sure, right now. But uh, yeah, thanks for having us. It's an honor to be up here. I uh, uh, love Canoan, so it's always cool to, to be able to get up here and do something with you guys. I'm also kind of wishing Thrash and Allen was conducting this interview, but I'll take it, and here's why. Because I know he can't have you on his show Unless uh, someone leaves for the night or something. Uh, Technical issues, mind you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, guys, first off, I'm speaking on behalf of the fans. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm happier than a pig in crap over this. This is just, oh, my God. I don't know. I'm speechless because, John, I've been bothering you for a very long time. Wayne Stokely has been bothering you for even longer about this. Yeah, but uh, your enthusiasm alone is enough to do it. So, Aww. Uh, <laughs> and Wayne Stokely bothers I everybody. I want to hug you. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, Lyle. We need, a, we need a Lyle mic. We need a Lyle on here. It's, yeah. it's on. Is it plugged in? It's not on. Oh, no. Look, at Spicoli over here unplugging stuff. We're getting a mic uh, ready for uh, yeah. count. This is not happening tonight. Hey, but Greg, that's right. This is Greg, happening. Uh, you continue. I'll go fix that. Yeah, How's this that? is happening right here, Greg. Anyway, yeah, so it, it's an honor that uh, people are so excited about this, and you guys are excited. You're playing the music. Um, and it's been just like a flash. Suddenly, you know, John and I are sitting up here doing a solitude interview that's a forward sort of an interview, not a retrospect. Yes. Completely, I suppose. Can we retrospect cool. a little bit, though? It's all about the Doomy retrospect, man. I think it's mostly going to be about the retrospect, but yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. What do you want to know? Well, let's get started, all right? Uh, just ask the question why now? Uh, you know. We're getting I have old. an offer you can't refuse. It's, uh, yeah, you know, it's like, I mean, it's, when you're offered, you know, six figures plus, you take. Wow! It. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, wow. I yeah, didn't think I, you were going to go there, but okay. Well, well great. Well, I'm glad uh, you're being compensated. You're all being compensated sure, well for this, sure, 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 as sure. you should be. That's that's called fantasy scenario. Well, wow, wouldn't that be cool? But no, no, oh, no. it's not that much. No. You didn't tell us we're getting paid. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Uh, I was just kidding. No, it's it. Why now? Just uh, you know, I, you know. It's weird. It seems that uh, 
the less we've done, which is on, you know, obviously we've been on hiatus for a long, long time. Yes, that, and that was what I was about to ask real quick. When was the last time solitude I in any incarnation? Remember. What was was it? Twenty? I remember uh, two thousand and twelve. I think. Okay, yeah. but it, it as this happens to a lot of bands, I've seen it time and time again. Uh, the less you do, and if luck th- throws your way a little bit. Uh, the name grows in stature and status w- do, by doing absolutely nothing but just having a, a back reputation catalog. and a right phenomenal and flawless back catalog, man. Well, yes, yeah, so it's got to be flawless. So we have you have to have I'm a flawless catalog. Yeah. No, but that's one of the reasons why is because there seems to be a lot of interest from young people that never that weren't even born from the last time we took a break from, you know, and and older people that would like to see us play again. And there just seems to be a swelling up of of uh, of interest in the band uh, from from all places. And so that in mind uh, and we're getting older, man, you know, come on. So, uh, Speak yeah, yourself, John. <laughs> well, whether we admit it or not, we are getting older. And so and with but with that in mind, you never know. So it's time to do something probably now. And uh, yeah, that's it's as simple as that. Honestly, that's that's really why. And oh, my God, what a uh, place to do it. Hell's Heroes in Houston. Uh, I have a question about location. Anyway, never mind. We'll get that in a second. Uh, this lineup in uh, in Houston for this year just looks absolutely phenomenal. You Outst- guys are like near the top of the bill with Sodom, Queensryche, and uh, Candlemass. Yep. That's, uh, as a Dallas Fort Worth resident, yeah, that's really cool to see. You know, you guys so high up on the bill. Well, Even above other bands that... Uh, I would argue might have you know had a bit more success than you guys had like uh, Doro and uh, uh, yeah absolutely well it, that's it, one reason to do it is also because of the venue and and the fact mm-hmm. that it's in Texas and it's it's a yes. great metal festival has yeah. been ongoing so that also plays into it you know it's it's everything lined up right and I've uh, you know I work with bands on the road one of the bands I work with is Candlemass and uh, we did that show last year Mm -hmm. and uh, you know great new record by the way yeah awesome stuff and so coming from the back end of it I see how it's run you know I'm, I'm their tour manager so I see how it's run from that end and it's a totally professionally run uh event Great for the fans, and it's just growing, growing bigger and bigger every year. Bigger. Everything about that festival is cool, and it's actually a real festival rather than just a long gig at a club. You know, um, <laughs> it, this is a, this is modeled after European festivals, and I can tell you that it's very similar to that. It's got to feel like that. Just a great, great, great festival, and I'm I'm excited to be a part of that. Is yeah. anybody else getting aroused in here just besides me? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, right. I, I'm into the idea of go, all those bands that are playing on there. Gee, I you just want to go bands. and you get I, to play. Great bands. I hope I don't have to work on the day after for some, or do something because I'd love to see Sodom and a bunch of those older bands that are I playing. I think you it's deserve awesome. the weekend off. We'll see what happens. No, well, Hopefully, uh, you're taking the weekend off. I can call your boss for you and uh, tell him you're not feeling well. Yes, okay. I'll yeah. give you his email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's always been one of the coolest things when we have played festivals like Vakken and stuff is you're you're there with other bands you look up to and you, you may be able to sit on the side stage and watch them from sort of a different perspective. So Dude. all that together is, is super exciting, not to mention being up there with the five guys that 
you know, recorded the, you know, into the depths of sorrow and, and sort of that, that's that that's buzz. definitely the, yeah, that's a cool factor on this gig for sure. We've got it, it's a very cool thing actually to speak about. It's we've actually this is going to be uh, very unique. We're going to have. Um, six members on stage on this one I thought about it and it's, another we're, question I'm crossing off I was just about well to. go ahead ask it I don't want to get ahead of myself and, and honestly you original know what, lineup you know what, don't, solitude with yeah, don't let me ramble you, you, you ask me questions and we you, can speak with the, both of you gentlemen as well as uh, Robert Edgar Wolf and you're including Steve Mosley in on this uh, so this is going to be yeah kind of a solitude mock six sure but with back with ferocity, we are right. doing three you, guitarists. This you know, time. Uh, this is like th- th- at this point. This there's really n- this is a plan to do this one show. Uh, th- there's just demand for it. We feel like we should do it. We want to do it. So why not? Let's do it. But this is just a plan for one show. So having thought about that, I thought, man, you know, we haven't played together in a long time. So we're, it's like going to be uh, you know getting starting over from square one, so to speak. So. Just, you know, at this show, they asked us if it was possible to have the original members back. And I thought with that in mind, let's let's ask the guys if they want to do it. Everyone did. And Steve Mosley's done so much for the band. And he's such an integral part of the solitude uh, history and, and the legacy of what we've done. He, I just I was like, man, how are we going to work this out? I'm like, I, I guess let's just take the cue from Iron Maiden and t- put three guitar players on there. I like this a lot. And I, I listen. Right. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna throw this out there just to cool. be the, just to be a devil. And I love Iron Maiden, but at least with our three guitars, it'll be three guitars. It'll be on. They'll all matter. They won't just be three guitar players on stage. One of them just kind of bandying about. You know, making you wonder why he's on stage. No, there'll be purpose to this, and it'll be it'll be heavy like molten lava. I see what you did there. Yes, <clears throat> I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Be doomed to the next level. Actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, well, just one more heavier. Right, one more heavy because we didn't have three guitars last time. So now the the band has actually gotten heavier and more popular over time, and we actually have another guitarist. Nice dude. I'm sorry, Lava. I just can't. I mean, that's a great idea, but it's. Just it's so very, you know what I mean. It's, it's we're we're, ta- we're tapping into something here. Uh, I can't help it. No, it's it's going to be killer though. But it it, it will be killer. But we are very much tapping into something right there. Yes. But yeah, it will be one guitar heavier. But there's a lot of cool cool things with that. I think our music lends itself to that uh, a little bit more. So sure, it's slower, sure. thicker, and heavier. So actually, I do imagine it's no sounding, complaints here. The no, more no, the it, it's 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 a weird idea. I think at first, but but the more I think about it, it it, it could be advantageous. And and, and and seriously, more heavier. So right. there you go. There's and nothing the wrong with that. The band has some some orchestration, I guess, to the way the music is written. So it, it makes sense to have that third guitar because there's harmonies and other sure. things in there that uh, occasionally are done overdubbed in the studio. I mean, we can literally do all of it as nice. it sounds. I mean, this will be like hearing the records at full volume yep. live, yeah, nice. like you've never heard them. Nice. Oh my God! Now, one person who cannot call in sick is Spicoli, so don't get any ideas. <laughs> call in <laughs> sick where? Yeah, here, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. going to this festival, dude. <laughs> I'm calling in sick everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, I may not go back. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. When the lineup the... is incredible. Oh my God, dude! I showed my mom, and she saw. I only recognize Queens, right? But I don't like those records. Those are too heavy. I'm like, Mom, <laughs> come on. Now, when was the last time you all were in the same room together? It's been years, so this is going to be, yeah, it's been a, a long time. An awesome family reunion. Yep. 
something like uh, 1995, I think, is wow. the last time Dude. we played together as the original Five Guys, right? Yeah, I think for sure. Wow. I mean, I carried it on for a while longer with some other great guys, but uh, as far as the five of us being together, it's been a long time since we've been together. So I'm excited about it, you know, which uh, you guys know how it is. I mean, these are the these the other guy, the four guy, other guys that. Uh, did this with me back in the late 80s and 90s. I mean, you know how it is, your salad days, so you reflect back on it, and we're at that age where we do that. And it's good, it's a good thing. It's, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, being with the guys that helped create this uh, this band that's become uh, a little bit more popular in people's heads over the last few years, so. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. We gotta do a couple quick public service yes, announcements. You know how this works, gentlemen. We will be right back, and we're going in depth into the early days of solitude. Stick around, it's Reckless Rock Radio and KNON 89.3 FM. Happy birthday to Thrashmaster Shelby. Scott Shelby, a pair yeah. there from War Beast and one from Gamma Side. Great guitar player, happy birthday, sir. It's Reckless Rock Radio and KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas-Fort Worth. The voice of the people, Big Mix Lee, I'm Spicoli. Submit your questions at message the DJ at knon.org. If you've got any questions for John Perez or Lyle Blackburn, solitude related preferably, but uh, because that's what we're here to talk about. But uh, hey, it's cool. This hot sauce, I'm like, I can feel my mouth watering just waiting to try some. I haven't had the opportunity yet. So thank you for that, by the way, Lyle. Absolutely. And Lee, I want to come over and eat and try yours. So <laughs> no, I, I made mine. Oh. I hit it. Yep. Hit it. Never mind. We are back with Solitude Eternus, John Perez, Lyle Blackburn. First show in, we'll say over a decade, and first show with the original lineup in, since 95. So, so glad you guys are doing this. Thank you. Again, thank you. I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, obviously it feels good to, to, to get the attention and, the, uh, and the, uh, the amount of enthusiasm that I'm seeing from people like you for this, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it's, it's not great. Just us, it's everybody, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's a lot of people that are that are into this idea, so it's great. I'm I'm happy to to dust off these old songs. I'm very proud of these songs. I, I love the music we created, man. Uh, uh, you know, I I'm into it. I love it. So I'm glad other people like it enough to create a demand so we can go out there and share it with people. That's the whole idea anyway, is just sharing this music. So it's, it's really cool that there's a lot of people interested in this and we'll have the opportunity to go uh, uh, provide some heavy sounds for everybody and have a really good time that night. It's gonna be, gonna be a lot of fun, yeah. Now, I don't wanna sound like the kind of guy that you know gets an inch and then takes a mile, but I have to ask or I wouldn't feel like I was doing my job. <laughs> this one show. Is that going to be it? Or could there possibly, possibly, emphasis on possibly, could there possibly be future shows, maybe a local one in North Texas? I mean, we're just taking it this one at a time right here. This this is the focus 100%. Nothing was ever discussed about that, or we're not even thinking about that. We just, we want to perform to the ultimate best of our ability for this one show that's the 100 percent focus that and only that right? yeah i mean there's really no need for us to to do that right now i mean I, there is some demand for us locally from our friends and other people who'd like to see us i get it but uh, but no there's no no plans whatsoever to do shows locally or otherwise i mean perhaps we may 
do something overseas or another festival or some more festivals. Maybe something. I can't say that we wouldn't, but I, but we, like Lyle said, we're not even thinking about that. The only thing we and want that, to think that's about that's is okay this too. Show. I'm yeah. just thrilled we get to see this but, once. We're just stoked that there's enough. There's so much attention yeah. on this one gig from you and other people too that we're going to focus 100 percent on this to make sure that this is uh, uh, an incredibly heavy night. Uh, we want to come back and make sure that. Uh, that people go back saying these guys should keep on playing more. You know, that's the idea. It's just to put on a great right. performance and that night. That's that's all we're focused on. Just see what that's happens it. as well. You know, just just to to be there and to be live. You know, it's one thing to for the buzz to exist and on the internet or sure. talking to you about it. But w- what's going to happen when we actually play? And that will kind of guide us forward if if there is a forward has the set list been discussed <laughs> at all yes it has <laughs> just not with you just not with <laughs> it was it's gonna be a lot i forgot to finish the sentence but thank you Lee, for finishing it. <laughs> I, I have it right here in ciphers and codes from john <laughs> somebody give me a rosetta stone we're at uh one three one five four road in dallas Appreciate it. Right. Uh, okay, so you're not going to. Uh, I, I, okay, I, I'll take that hint. It's a good. You're not going to divulge it's, it's or awesome. budge on the set list. That, that's a, fair. That's fair. It's a, I want to be surprised. It's anyway. a pretty good set. It's not the best, but it's a pretty good it's set. The, it's really good. And let it's me not let me best. tell you what for, kind of a sales <laughs> trick is that? I said, it's okay. <laughs> I sat down. I sat down with the music, and one thing. I mean, I'm biased because I played on these albums, but having really not listened to a lot of it in a long long time and then sitting there kind of at this fresh angle and i was like man this is some really good stuff i'm so proud of what we did i'm sitting there going wow this song is so good um just as a sort of coming at it more as a fan just like i'm learning this stuff all over so it was a, a revelation just to you know be gone so long and then to revisit that and to come at a fresh angle and just go wow we did some great stuff i'm gonna be happy to play that cool well john how does it feel getting reacquainted with the material because you've been busy with liquid sound call me in a few months and i'll let you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah you guys haven't even been in the same uh, room yet we haven't even started i mean this did come about rather quickly this is is it it, it can't it's it's been discussed for a long time but but actually the decision to do it to go forward this is actually come together really quickly so no i haven't even touched my guitar to the songs yet but we will soon it'll be like riding a bike and we'll start rehearsals soon enough here nice. and get on it yeah could there possibly be maybe one new song yeah come on i mean you the, guys are got so much creativity you know th- <laughs> if theories always provide possibilities right <laughs> well i mean there's such a bad <laughs> There's such a back catalog of great right. stuff. I mean, we already can't play all of what people want to hear. True. So it's oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be straight up like, what are the things that people want to hear most kind of a deal? I, I'm, I'm willing to put money on the idea that when all you guys get in the same room again, there's going to be no way that you're not going to write a new song. I'm, I'm going to put money on that right now. How much money? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how quick you might win. Work. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. One, you know, once yeah. again, our first program, things first. We're yeah. focusing yeah. on this right. one right. reunion right. show. You know, the thing is, one of, we were very meticulous with our material. Another, by that I mean that we were pretty hard on ourselves to letting material go. We would not write or create anything unless we just thought it was, you know, the best it could be. So. We wouldn't want to do that right now because our focus is going to be on getting back together after you know two two decades yeah, almost for some of us And so I don't want to take away from that focus by trying to do some songs and making the songs be 
not great, but we think they're great because we haven't been together for so long and it sounds so good. So, no, no, we, no, no. We'll stay away from that for now. So the yeah, focus is yeah. solely on this one reunion show at Hell's Heroes in March of 2024 in Houston, Texas. Get your tickets now. Oh, my God. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. Now, meaningless observation. I have never seen the two of you in the same room. Not once. Uh, wow. Totally meaningless, like now, I said. Are you throwing Lyle under the bus for never going to a, his one of his shows? Or what, how's that work? No. Maybe he did, <laughs> did and I just wasn't hey, paying attention. I'm very I, blonde. I have a funny story for you about uh, how Lyle, for, I mean, if people, whoever's listening that would find this <laughs> Oh, humorous. you'd be yeah, surprised. Yeah, and that was exactly where I was going to go. How did you two I, I, join well, forces? Well, but or, I want to go a little further. Because okay. I've actually told the story a few times at the shop that I work at when we talk about the old, old punk rock days and stuff. And Lyle told me this a few years ago, and I'll try to keep it to the point and concise, but I think it's funny, and I'll try not to use any curse words, so get that seven-second button. Appreciate it. Lee's ready. He's on standby. No, I don't think you'll need it. He's in position. Anyway, just real quick. So Lyle is one of the earliest punk rockers of the scene. He was into the early, early days of punk rock, uh, the scene over here. We're talking like 81, 2, 3, when he was probably, you know, getting getting, uh, underway with getting his footing into the local punk punk rock scene, so to speak. I came out a little later. You know, we didn't move up here from San Antonio until 82, so I started finding my way, and eventually I found my way to the punk scene very pretty early, about 84, I think. I started trying to go to punk shows and uh, basically by myself or with one of my friends. I had, you know, the typical... Uh, mullet haircut probably at the time I was a big football guy back in those days you know so I was big strong you dude, played football mullet. or you yeah, were just yeah, a big I, fan of football no, I was both you know but I played football in high school so nice. I, was a, I was a big guy but this, this, this plays into the story but Lyle said yeah <clears throat> we remember uh, seeing you coming t- to the old uh, Circle A Ranch or Twilight Room he goes I, he goes me and my friends which might include Mouse Ramon maybe <laughs> me and my friends uh, <laughs> used to used to see you come into the club we thought what the Hades is this long haired dude doing here and we kind of looked at you and I remember him telling me this we'd see look at you from the rafters where you were sitting there sussing you out and we thought hmm what's this dude and here I am just walking in all beard up you know and, and he goes but you always would wear like cool t-shirts like we noticed you'd wear a trouble t-shirt and we didn't like metal bands but we liked trouble for some reason because they were heavy and so we thought huh and he goes and plus you were a really big dude so <laughs> you were a big dude you wore trouble shirts you didn't seem to cause problems so we left you alone I was like so basically you you and your buddy but because you wore cool t-shirts yeah I wore cool t-shirts and it was big enough to like "Ah, just leave him alone you know no no sense no use taking a chance on him since he might be cool anyway so I just always thought that was funny you know before I even met Lyle he says yeah I remember seeing you come around and Who's this metal dude coming into the punk scene, and we were gonna kick your butt, you know? So I, I think that's I don't fun. know about that, but yeah, you told we, me that. Yeah, You're the one who told me the story. Well, so so, I thought that was someone funny. else was going to no, but well, we were suspicious because it was a tight, like hardcore scene, and then metalheads were starting to show up, and uh-huh. we were, you know, we were like yeah, yeah, suspicious. Yeah. But then John was <laughs> wearing a trouble so. trouble shirt, and Great I, band, ironically. Well, I mean, who, who am I to talk? Because Robert Lowe was the guitar player for our punk band, yeah. and he was a metalhead all the way. Right. <laughs> Weird stuff. Early yeah. days uh, before uh, punk and metal coalesced, it was actually very yeah, much they a were, separate thing. They were, but this sure. was kind of that joining, you know, when Slayer and stuff picked up the punk influence and kind of went that direction. And then John came in, ironically, wearing a, a Doom-related shirt. And then Robert and I just... And the reason he... 
the, I think the reason he sings is because he was a guitar player in our punk band and one night we were drunk and he was singing the Star Spangled Banner at the top of his lungs <laughs> in, in an apartment parking lot and I go Did I anybody go, come outside and Oh I'm sure sing. we don't Salute. care I said, I said Robert we're done playing punk we're going to start a metal band and you're going to be the singer and that was it right there and and so we we went to metal and then our paths rejoined with john and then yeah all things so, came full circle it was great yeah so i mean I, I i think you asked maybe how we met but lyle and i met at uta at a psychology class we <laughs> both took psychology together really yeah, yeah, yeah we had yeah. a class together yeah. in college yeah. i had already started solitude and headed underway for a year or two year and a half um, after and, rotting corpse. After rotting corpse, I uh, had decided. Who was in this? Uh, who was still in the solitude at this stage in the game? So I started rotting corpse with a good, uh, a really good uh, friend of mine who's still around. Maybe he's listening. I don't know. But Brad Kane. Uh, he's one of the early metal guys from the scene. Uh, Brad was a very interesting guy. Still is. Really cool dude. Uh, drummer. He took it up with me, and we started solitude. And then a, a few other guys. A good friend of mine, Chris Gabehart from San Antonio, would fly up every other weekend to rehearse and. Tom Martinez on guitar and then Chris Harden on bass and that lineup lasted for about a year and a half and there were just you know there were issues and just cracks in the, in the foundation on that lineup it just just started falling apart I met Lyle in class at uh, UTA he came out to see us play at Joe's Garage where I believe we were opening for Gamicide probably or something like that that was your first show our first show was with Gamma Side, but nice. our first show was actually in Oklahoma City. We played with Gamma Side in Oklahoma, and that was in uh, 87 or, or early 88, like January nice. of 88. So, yeah. But then, so anyway, that's how I met Lyle at uh, class, uh, and eventually uh, he became the drummer for Solitude. That, a little wow. known fact Lyle was the drummer for at first. We have video evidence. One somewhere. of the, like the, am I playing on the Mirror of Sorrow demo? Lyle is on that's, the Mirror that's of Sorrow. Drum. Demo. That's true. Because I saw, when I saw, when I saw Solitude play at Joe's Garage, I, I just said, I want to be in this band. And I just basically told John, whatever instrument becomes available, <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Well, my, I'll try my best. There's always a tambourine player position. <laughs> dude, I can, do, I can do that tambourine, dude, the doomiest tambourine you so ever heard. So a lot of he came in on, on drums. We did a few shows with him and that lineup. That lineup eventually changed and Lyle um, switched over to bass. We got John Covington in, who'd been in some local bands uh, around here. And... Um, and then eventually we got Edgar in as well, who'd also been in some early local bands, and that was the, what we were calling the classic lineup. It wasn't right. the original lineup, but it was what we, it was the lineup that made all the records, and we did all the substantial work from was that lineup. So um, anyway, yeah, that's now I don't want to I don't want to interrupt anything, but Please I have do. to we do this to, real quick. Yeah, we need to pause for uh, ten seconds for yeah. station identification. I'm going to leave all the mics hot. I'm just going to do this, and it'll be done. You're listening to KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas and Fort Worth, the voice of the people. And we're back, just yeah, like that. Just, just like keeping that. it legit, yeah. you know? I don't want to get fired. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Get Gotta fired. have those uh, station IDs. Top of the hour. Real quick, you both have some awesome podcasts, and there's a, one dedicated specifically to solitude. Uh, John, the uh, website 
surpasses me at the moment. I just forgot about it. I'm sorry. Where can we see the Solitude of Turner's podcast? YouTube? This will be hilarious because I don't know that either. I don't manage that. <laughs> here, I don't, I don't, here, I don't here, 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 asked me that way last week. Yeah, I, I don't know. Be one up. He's never even, he didn't even I know it was a know. thing. I go, there is? I told him. He didn't know. <laughs> well, what ha- hey, what happened I'm was, sure if you Google it. I we mean. did have a Solitude Facebook page a while back. It got hijacked last year. Mm-hmm. A new one was made up. Solitude I, I, Origins. Yes, that is it, the, uh, yes, if you're is, looking on Facebook. It is Solitude Origins. I know that much. But yeah, that's it. Yep. But, you know, Google is your guru for all answers. So just search yes, Solitude yes, Podcast yes, and there you, you'll find We, we will uh, find that link and we'll share it on our Facebook there page as go. well. There Reckless Rock Radio. So there. Now, when you guys played locally, who would you play with in the early days once Lyle was in the band? God, dude. We, we played with uh, so many great bands back in the days. So, Gamma Side, okay. uh, um, you know, our buddies. Uh, Brigger? What was that band? Oliver? Well, Oliver Magnum. Oliver yeah. Magnum. They, weren't they from Oklahoma? Yes. They yeah. were awesome. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, bands back in the day that we'd play with, obviously a lot of local bands from around here that were back from the 90s and stuff. There were so many bands. I mean, Dark Alliance, yeah. Oliver Magnum. We played with, uh, uh, again, Gamicide got us, uh, Rick uh, got us our first few shows with him. Uh, and then later on, when we'd Hammer be able Witch, to... Maybe, Hammer Witch, we probably did. Maybe. Later on, we would do shows where, where I would be able to have some say-so as to what bands we'd have in playing with us. And <clears throat> I'm always keen to having bills put together that are challenging for the audience. Like, in other words, I don't want to make it easy on you. So three bands are playing doom metal all straight. That's it's too easy. So a lot of times we'd curate... We had, I remember one time we had... Thornspawn play with us. Wow. Uh, From uh, San Antonio? Absolutely. Total black metal hell. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you Brutal. go. Yeah, uh, I had a, a band called The Trying Season one time that I had opened up with us. They, they sound like the police or something. We played at the British Club. Cool. Yeah. that. Uh, and so, yeah, just, we've played with, I don't know, man, just a myriad of bands from, from back in those days. And we've played with a lot of great, you know, known bands at other festivals and tours and things like that. We've, we've shared the stage with many great bands over, over the years that we were active. What was your favorite band to play with? Merciful Fate. We could have finished our career after that tour. <laughs> Lyle and I are such huge fans of Merciful Fate. And, King, and actually, all the guys are. All of us are. We're huge fans. And like, now he's like, your homeboy, both like, of you. We're huge fans, dude. Like, from the earliest of days. Like, we can't believe that we got to know him, but we did. You know, he. long story short, you know, he moved here. We got to meet him and know him, and that's how we got connected to where we were able to do a tour with them in 95. And it was a month-long tour, and, you know, we became their best friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do y'all still keep in touch? Yeah. Is real, we, do. we do. That's we do. awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, we, I've, I've seen King, you know, throughout the years and remain friends, so that's been a long time. And but. Charlay is a piece of the bass player for Arch Enemy. Arch now. Enemy, yeah, so, he was in yeah, the band at the time. And I just saw Hank and Bjarni, the drummer, when they played here, and I haven't seen them in a while. But that was so cool because, again, we're cool. such big fans that, you know, for me, it was just great to watch them play every single night. Remember, we saw them like and 30 times. Yeah. It was like an, we watched them every time. <laughs> so that, 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 that was a, we, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we're not one of those bands that did, you know, we didn't tour 300 days a year for 40 years. You know, we did several tours. So it's not like we have like dozens and dozens of tour memories to pick out from our tour bands, but there were, there was enough. And out of all of them, that, uh, that certainly is probably the one that stands out as 
being personal favorite to tour with just because we're big fans of that band. But you know, being in a, a topless bar with Paul Diano on tour is a, <laughs> is a <laughs> yeah. is a wild story. And that was what night. is it like being in a strip club with Paul Diano? <laughs> I would tell you, mate. He's just a he's just a funny one of a kind guy. It was just a yeah, a, a, always. That was another amazing amazing tour. I was touring with him because as a young kid, you know, I was into Iron Maiden. And, and I, I couldn't believe I was actually touring with Paul Diano, you know, for six legendary weeks. Legendary vocalist. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was wow. legendary, and it was it was cool. Paul was really a he was a character, and character, uh, we, yeah. we made friends. We're still in touch. With, uh, the guitar player from that tour, which great Graham, uh, mm -hmm. still in touch with me, you know, via the wonders of Facebook and whatnot. But we stay in touch quite a bit. So, and. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was another cool one, Paul Diano tour. Yeah, I mean, lucky stuff like that because they did. They played a couple of Iron Maiden covers. You know, it, it was uh, Paul Diano's Killers was the band, but they'd play a couple of Iron Maiden covers. So we got to watch that every night. Yeah. It's like you know we're watching a the singer original singer for Iron Maiden. Then we're on tour with you know Merciful Fate, and it yeah, it's your like this is your stuff. This is why you worked so hard to be in a band because you get to do stuff like that. You know, you're a fan too. Now listening to the Killers and the self-titled Iron Maiden album from Rady all those years, and then getting to be with Paul Diano and hang with him every night. What's that? How does that feel going into? Are you like? Uh, is it real surreal? Is it like? You're uh, starstruck. Is it like having one of those like I can't believe this is happening? It moments? is. It is until your your starstruck icon does something that pisses you off. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, what the? No, no, yeah. no. But I don't think he did anything to piss. But yeah, no, no. Of course what was it was. Say, what's he gonna do now? <laughs> no, of course it was. You know, I think Iron Maiden was. It was either my first show I ever saw or second show. I saw the Killers tour. They opened up uh, with uh, for Judas Priest. So this had been like eighty one, wow. and I saw nice. that. And of course that you know as a young guy. I see those shows at that age, you know, that just, you know, it's a memory that's etched in your skull forever. So, in my mind, you know, Paul Diano was, you know, the lead singer of one of the earliest bands I really exposed myself to in terms of seeing live. And so, yeah, I was pinching myself daily on that tour. And I mean, you once, you know, you are starstruck and you're like, wow, this is great. This is amazing. You get there and all the excitement, but now it's time to and now it's time to work and you get up there and you've got your fans and you're performing mm -hmm. and you're doing a good job being an opener so it's very quickly you feel like you're a part of it not just like so his fans were accepting of solitude yeah i mean i thought yeah, the tour I went think, well i think we a went good, over a lot of his fans yeah um, the, both fans were you know being made on both sides so it was a good team up and it was cool now how long before the formation of the band until the signing of Roadrunner, and how did the signing of Roadrunner happen? Okay, uh, well, yeah, we try to make that one quick, but this is, so uh, the band started in the summer of '87 is when I started the band, and from that point, it took us, I'd say, it was three years before we signed the record contract with Roadrunner. Nice. But we had actually signed a contract with a small independent label called King Classic. Um, long story on that, but guys I knew they had a history they had some releases out so our debut album was actually recorded very interesting you know Tim Kimsey I think we did our debut yeah, album I love with, that guy we did our debut album with Tim Kimsey okay. he, he, he was just branching out to start doing rock music <laughs> And so he offered us a crazy good deal, one of those, you know, coming after six on Friday sure. at Dallas Sound Lab. Yep, right. And uh, that's what we did. So we in two weekends, we did that. And for us, at Dallas Sound Lab back in those days, 
1990 is when we, was it all right, Lyle? 1990? Yeah, they had 90, the giant, yep. yeah, they had that giant, they had one of the early automated boards. Mm-hmm. We thought we were oh, at NASA. We, we were like, holy crap, man, you know, but he gave us a great deal. So, anyway, I'm getting off track yeah, here. Anyway, yeah, we did, we did that debut album with, 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 with Tim Kizzy. So that, but, but we recorded that album early, like in 90. King Classic never released it, and what ended up happening is Roadrunner came in and picked it up from King Classic and released our debut album a year and a half after we recorded it. So, uh, so it was about three years after the formation of the band until the time we signed to Roadrunner. Three years of, of, of now. Now, of do you have a really cool story about how Roadrunner approached you or what you were doing, and how did you end up talking with them and hooking up? It was well, I was pretty pissed off about that because. <laughs> Perfect. I was really good at promotions back then. I, sure. I was the I was the, I was one of those guys that sent out the hundreds and hundreds of letters and right. demos and all that sh- stuff and corresponding. <laughs> good save. Good co- save. Man. Corresponding. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> corresponding via letter writing and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, um, what happened was, is we were signed to King Classic. They decided the album was too good for them to release <laughs> on their own and get such limited exposure. So they were going to shop it around for us. Oh. I'm like, you know, I could have done that myself. Right. I know how to shop around stuff like that. So I was kind of angry that they were shopping our right. album that we paid we paid for sure. the recording of it. So that's how we got signed. They oh, shopped it around, and it was actually right. Roadrunner UK that took the bait. My good friend Monty Connor that worked at Roadrunner in. Uh, the states passed on it, even though we're, that shows you it mm-hmm. takes more than just being friends with somebody. Label right, sure. he passed on it, just wasn't his thing. But Roadrunner UK absolutely loved it, and so that's how we got signed to Roadrunner. And then, of course, uh, sure. Roadrunner USA was on board immediately after. They're like, "Wait, this is really great!" So we had a, we had a good rapport with them for a couple of years. We weren't getting much promotional help from them in the end, mm-hmm. which is why we split with them. But but it, I will say that being on Roadrunner put us on the map sure. because even at their bare minimum their reach was so far that bare minimum on their label means that you're going to get good exposure you know especially if you continue your band on as we right. did so and, and, and you mentioned Tim Kimsey he also worked on Merciful Fate Records eventually yes, he yeah, did yeah, right yeah exactly. he, he learned on us and then yeah. he did we were his guinea pig for nice. real and but, we were happy to oblige nice. I mean you know our story is like most bands I mean you know there's the Roadrunner debut but there was work prior to that and there was uh, you know things that went awry and the the signing of another with another label and all that stuff and then recording the album it took so long it's it's nothing that other bands don't do and but really from three years of inception to getting that debut album coming out on roadrunner it's such a big high profile but not bad there was was a lot of hard work and hustle back in those days i mean we were uh, i made sure that every single fanzine in the world that I knew about had a copy of our demo. Nice. Whether they were a thrash metal fanzine, mm-hmm. there, there were there were no doom metal fanzines or power metal fanzines or anything okay. like that back then. It was very Just much glam, thrash, and thrash, heavy, death, traditional and, so, heavy. So we, death. Were, we were certainly going against the grain, certainly. And uh, but I would make sure that every single zine, whether they were a Brazilian thrash zine or a U.S. They were going to be aware. They were going to be aware of it, whether they wanted to know about it or not. So I met. So that got us, you know, our, our foothold in there. You know. That that was the keys because John John was doing all that while other bands were just playing local shows. Sure. <laughs> he was appealing to to the world and sending that out. So then suddenly we're on a 
you know, we, we may or may not draw people here, but we could go play other places right. and we had fans you because well, the world, John yeah, had been working yeah. on a well, on a bigger... Well, why try to be, a, you know, the, the, the big fish in the small pond? I mean, I, I, I mean, it all goes to much headier things, you know, about spreading... The, you just the, had the your eyes on stuff. a bigger prize. That's course, nothing well, wrong well, with I that. Think it, I mean, without going into a way long discussion about it, but, you know, <laughs> the idea is, is that... This was before the internet, though. You had to keep that in mind. Right, before right. the internet. And, and Way before the now so you have that it's you got to figure the world's then. a big a, a huge place and so there's got to be people in Japan Sweden sure. Germany Austria Canada Mexico that could get into this music and I f- I figured that there's worldwide you've got to do that so focus on the worldwide thing and get it going set little fires mm-hmm. out sure. here throw matches out all over the place rather than just throwing a big bomb here in your local scene and sure. trying to be a, a a big fish. It, it, that's not the point. The point is getting your music across to as many people as possible. That's the idea. So anyway, and that worked. Ah, rambling on that. Yeah. But, oh, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, this is great. It's why you're here. But that that model back then was what you had to do because you didn't. Again, you didn't have the internet, so you had tape yeah. traders. You had fan, homemade sure. fanzines, right? Mm-hmm. And, Physical letters and right. a few bigger metal magazines that would review demos and other things. And if right. you sent all that stuff out, suddenly you started getting a worldwide following. We're getting letters from all sorts of places and again we we may not even people in dallas may not know who we are but we're getting letters from chile and spain and germany because they heard the demo so it it was a really uh that by john doing that is a big reason this band even exists and was on roadrunner eventually that's amazing yeah. And that that all that experience comes from prior. I mean, I was doing that already for years. Um, that that comes from the, uh, you know, a lot of energy and a lot of uh, get up and go from the early days of the metal scene. I mean, we, we dude. I mean, we were seriously soldiers on a mission back in those days. I mean, we we were into metal. I mean, we were into metal. I just. I, I woke up and I spit out metal. You know, I, I thought about metal. I quit school because metal got in the way. I, I, I remember sitting in college. I was I was in some college course on criminal justice, and I remember sitting in the room. And the professor goes, "Is there anybody here that hasn't taken the test?" And I'm like, "Going, what test is he even talking about?" I was I was like, "I know Slayer's Hell Awaits album is coming out in a few weeks, but what is he talking about?" He knows the important stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No test. Now I have to throw this out there that Reckless Rock Radio can. And does not suggest quitting school to be in a rock. Absolutely band. not. Take it from <laughs> me, kids. Especially right now. <laughs> Thank you, no. Lee. Thank you, Lee. We wouldn't want yeah. to influence kids oh, yeah. for that. <laughs> no, on a serious note, I do. I Wait, totally John and I met in a college class. So yeah. There you go. Always go to college the, because it's going to help your metal. Especially psychology. But the point on that is, is that we were really dedicated to it. So there's a lot of work to be done, and it took a lot of. Uh, a lot of coordinating, a lot of letter writing, a lot of sending out demo tapes, a lot of DIY activities, uh, creating your own scene, so to speak, uh, creating it, and, and networking, 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 man, is so, so, was incredibly important. I'm still in touch with guys that I networked with back in the early to mid-80s to this day. You know, wow. It's incredible to me how that how that how strong that can take hold and and and, 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 and people and don't realize now like getting an email saying oh man i love your band or whatever or some post back then we'd get these letters and they would have art written yeah. drawings on them and all this crazy stuff and you just like it was a piece of art and yeah. it was a from a fan and like it was just so cool yeah. has a fan ever submitted a photo to you guys Polaroid or otherwise. Uh-oh. And no, this isn't a growth. No, I'm, this, you, this, I'm not going where you think I'm going. 
uh, with a tattoo what? of solitude. I have a question. I, I thought you were leading up I'm to this sure. question because I thought maybe you wanted your Polaroid back. Uh, we do have yours on file. <laughs> yeah. we, we do. John John has a giant file with all the Polaroids. Okay, good. I would filter through and I'd find like the ones with the girls. I'm like, I'll, I'll take this. Uh, <laughs> I'll write this girl back, which always, which wasn't always a good thing, right? But, it was disgusting. And then I realized it was you. Yeah. Now, who had the... <laughs> now, back to Spicoli's question, the solitude tattoo. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. we yeah. Of course, there's you a lot some? of people we know that have gotten solitude tattoos. It's you guys awesome. have one? No, I, I'm one of the probably the only rockers in DFW that doesn't have a single tattoo on his body. Well, we know people. We can help with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I got two fists for them, man. <laughs> he ain't starting now. No, no, man, why start why now? Why start now? Not, nothing there. against tattoos. Is, is but any of those solitude related? <clears throat> no, I don't have any ghoul town or solitude uh, oh, tattoos. Okay. No. But but yeah, we see, I see ghoul, people with ghoul town oh, tattoos, yeah. and I'm always like, you know what? I don't even have one. I, and I... He, Come to think of it, I should have a solitude tattoo, but I don't. Yeah, I guess I'll do it. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to get. I'm going to get Rob. I'm getting Robert's face on the back of my perfect on my back. Or Robert my chest. will love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how's Robert uh, these days? I know he's been living in Houston. Uh, how's he uh, uh, about all this? Is he stoked, psyched? I I would assume he is, and judging by his wide grins on his emails to me, yeah, he's 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 into it. Robert's been doing, you know, I haven't talked to Robert a lot over the years. We, you know, we've both been doing our own things, and um, but uh, I know he's very much excited to do this. Uh, I know Solitude is dear to his heart. You know, this is the band that that he essentially. St- not didn't start with, but this is the band that we all kind of, you know, made our mark with, so to speak. And so I think he's happy to get back to it. He's got his work cut out for him because he's not oh, 18 yeah. anymore. And some of those songs he sang back in those days are very, very difficult. He'll he'll be able to do it and pull it off. But it, he's got his work cut out for him. That's that's some uh, really difficult stuff to sing that he did back in those days. Um, it, and, it's and incredible. I was listening to it while I was <clears throat> starting to listen to it to play the bass. And, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, those vocals. How, he's He's amazing. And yeah, I, he, I was so impressed, and I was thinking, man, yeah, we're all going to have to work hard. Yeah, we all have our work to, to get up to a level. Do. Now, I do have a question, and it's not anything that I don't think you should be too worried about talking about or leaking out. How long of a set do you guys actually have? I, it, it's a, it's a little bit over an hour, I believe. Oh, right. thank nice. God! It was going to be like forty five minutes. Fantastic. Like, no, no, we, we'll, we'll have, nice. We'll, Let's we'll, see. That's like three Doom songs, right? Right. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> Three Doom songs in an intro. Like yeah, I said yeah. last week, we're going to play the heaviest note ever. And that's what, there it is. Thank you, good night. This, this will be a good long set. I, 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 you don't, don't quote me on this, but uh, I do believe nice. we'll, get, we'll get a little bit over an hour, maybe. A little but, bit uh, over an hour. The, the, cool. the, the guys that are putting on this festival, he's a, he's a good friend of mine, uh, an outstanding promoter and an outstanding human being as yeah, far as I'm Emperor. Yeah, uh, Christian Larson. He's the guy that uh, is responsible for doing Hell's Heroes. What a great guy. Uh, I don't know where he finds his energy from, but I need to go to that store because this guy is on fire. He does so much work. He's a great guy. Um, and uh, he's given us a really good position on this. He's been after me for a few years to do this show. So he's been asking me to do this for a little bit. And uh, he's given us, we're going to have a really good position that night in terms of what time we're playing. It's just going to be a great night. And I'm just, again, I'm stoked at the lineup. It's just going to be a great three days of, of great music and good people. Yep. We're going to wrap things up here yes, in just a second. We got two quick public service announcements coming at you. We'll be right back with Lyle Blackburn and John Perez of Solitude Turnus. You're listening to Reckless Rock Radio only on KNON 89.3 FM.
Going back to the record uh, alone from Solitude Eternus. That's sightless. It's record uh, Reckless Rock Radio, KNON 89.3. That is the lineup I got to see at the Granada Theater at a dime bash thing oh, that Thrash and Allen hosted. That's right. And speaking of Thrash and Allen, before that you heard Asphyxia on vocals, none other than the great Thrash and Allen. The best disc jockey in the history of Dallas-Fort Worth radio. Yes, I said it. And yes, I mean it. That was awesome. I got to see them open for Exodus once, and I didn't even know he was in a band. Yeah. I'm look, watching this band on stage open for Exodus. That's Asphyxia. And I'm looking, and I'm like, is that Thresh and Allen? <laughs> and I, could, I didn't think to ask anybody around me. It was rather loud. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it is. Yep. I hadn't seen him in a long time. He but, knows how to vocalize on stage. It was great. It was totally great, man. And uh, happy <clears throat> birthday, brother. We love you. Thank you for no your... 27 years of dedication to KNON and uh, longer than that being a disc jockey in Dallas on 991 Z Rock. You're the best, brother. We love you. Thank you yes, for birthday, still doing what you do. We're all big fans and uh, we hope you're with us for a lot longer. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, we're about to have to wrap this up because uh, Radio Clash Presents is coming in at midnight to take you to the 4 a.m. hour with uh, D- oh, wow. <laughs> DJ Laser Prick and Average Joe. Um, Rehearsals. When is that going to become uh, underway? And uh, where is this Don't undisclosed Don't location? Uh, September 6th at 4 p.m. At Wayne's, uh, at Wayne's house. At Wayne's, yeah, at Wayne's, Wayne's house. And I have to say, Wayne okay. is just as aroused as I am. He just showed me proof. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> okay, not really. Not that's really. why we're not going. No, no. Uh, Wayne, I'll have some tequila and some tacos, and I'm totally in. Uh, did, I, did, wait. There are no plans for rehearsal at this moment. I mean, <laughs> obviously, we got that. Wow. Yeah, we haven't gotten that really far just yet. Happened. It, it, yeah. no, it really what, did. What just it was happen. like about breaking news four here. or five days before that announcement. It we only found Edgar a couple of days before that announcement. Yeah, literally. I mean, it's yeah. been like literally okay. two days before that. So. Go go. Figure it out. So, but we got months till we can. So, yeah, we got time. There's always tomorrow. You know. Now, <laughs> we got this, dude. Now, always tomorrow. Now I do have a question. Oh, yeah. um, now, <clears throat> I, again, I know you guys are 100 percent focused on just getting this show and doing it right and <laughs> giving, doing justice for it. Now um, you're starting to sound like me. Yeah, I know. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, make you're people believe that this is important. Um, <laughs> no, but what I'm really going to ask though is since you kind of, you know, don't really want to ask, uh, answer questions if there's going to be new music or not. I get that. You're focused on the show. But what are the odds that somebody's going to be rolling some tape at the show? I, you know... <laughs> so this is a good opportunity to not create new songs but to have a brand new release. A brand new DVD live, Blu-ray. Uh, I, I'll let you know how we feel about that after yeah. a few rehearsals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just have some really great. <laughs> you know, there's going to be video, here, so. uh, as you could tell. We don't, uh, so yeah. I'm 99 confident. But, uh, you know, so, <laughs> I don't know. We haven't yeah, right. thought about uh, recording that. Uh, um, tell me we, who we, I need to talk to. Yeah, I got this. we've been asked. You can believe it. You know, well, anyway, we got asked for some television coverage on this too for somewheres but so, so I don't I don't know I mean obviously it makes sense to take advantage of something Absolutely. like that and try to do that I uh, mean do it and if you don't like it then you don't like it but if you don't do it you'll never be able to do it again true. you know you that's can't true. relive it so. and, and, and the thing is, is there's going to be a live recording of it existing on somebody's cell phone somewhere oh, yeah, anyway yeah, that don't so count it don't, it, it we don't need count it for you know, reckless rock count. radio yes, oh, we we okay, I see what you're saying okay, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, not just okay. that I want it for my home collection we certainly will keep this option open for sure 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, back catalog. Could you guys put out some remasters, perhaps? Or? I know. I'll tie this question again and again. No, again. no the but only answer this re- I really have with on this that. reunion just, happening, could we don't who, own that music, do we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't own. Could whoever owns own. the music, and I'm assuming it's still Roadrunner, could they say, "Hey, guys, you can have it back"? I mean, they're not doing anything with it. Well, that's not and how. They've been not, in demand for a very, very long time. That's not how the music industry works, yeah. unfortunately. Right, right. That that's and that's one one experience from that is why Ghoultown has always been independent. Sure, and I own everything right. so, so, because I, of this nightmare of not <laughs> not being able to control our uh, own stuff. It's Lyle with Ghoultown. Me yeah. with Liquid Sound Company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, now we won't go into sp- specifics here, but I will tell you just just generally, just get some in some information for fledgling musicians and etc. Uh, solitude, blah, you know, cult status. We've got a bunch of records out, and we've sold you know a decent number of records worldwide. And not, impossible to find in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. Not phenomenal amounts of records sold, but enough respectable. I've basically, Lyle and I, we've basically made zero money from this. I can tell you this. Yeah. It, it's, we're, we're somewhere in the middle. We're somewhere in between. We're not, a, we're not a career band that makes a living from it. It makes gobs of money and gets, gets lots of checks in. But we're not some super obscure band that just, just got you know, shelved and, and lost in time. We're somewhere in between there. But I will say this. I've made more money from owning my own liquid sound company stuff sure. than I ever made in solitude, period, ever. Right. Period. Just thank you, wow. Bandcamp. Right. Thank oh, yeah. you, Liquid Sound Company. It's selling you know way more smaller numbers, but making way more money on it. It's just the way the music business is set up. It's the way it is. So the answer that's, to that, Greg, is that's I why, just yeah. don't. You know, that we don't have no control. control. Of the I thought the answer was that is the answer. That's the that's the technical answer. What exactly would it take for you guys to have the rights back to your own music? He's listening. Who knows? Money, maybe, or just no one cares. I got five on it. Who's with me? It's if money. you can put together the money, you could buy Go that. Go fund me. Yeah, that's Get true Solitude too. the rights right. to their music it's, back. It's money They're not doing time. anything with it, and I have to say, as a fan, it's I find it uh, well, just... It, it, the, yes. other thing, well, the other thing, too, you got to think of is sometimes these you know tapes are expensive. If they even still have the master tapes, if they weren't destroyed or used or whatever, you know, right. who knows? Well, in a lot of, I have most of the two-inch reels oh, and you masters. Do. Oh, yes, well, yes. heck. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, the, the worst thing that could happen? Well, the two inches are the two inches. You know, you still, you, you got to have your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but, but technology is a lot different now. This would be easier to do. You're right, you're right. But, but that's a sticking point. That's a stickler point. It's way too complicated to go into. Right. But let's just say that uh, we don't really have much control over our back catalog. To get control of it would take an enormous amount of time, energy, and money. Um, and, and for what results you're not guaranteed. It's not like you would spend all this time and money on it and then, you know, well, sure. here, you've won your case, Mr. Perez. Here's your check for $113. You know, right. it's like... Uh, and that, and that's know, the so. thing. I mean, we would want that stuff, but to get it and the mo- money and time to get it wouldn't... Uh, you would hardly recoup it. It's not like you're going to find some lost Elvis album. You know if you find right. that. You sure. remaster it, you put it out. You're going to yeah. make yeah. your time and effort back. For this, it's just not something we can do. And it, yeah, if, if for some insane reason... Solitude Eternus becomes some hip sensation of the of the of the year or something, and then we have to worry about it because all of a sudden our catalog is selling digitally, or the new wave of of vinyl records coming out, and all of a sudden we're not talking about tens of thousands of dollars being lost or shuffled in the mix. We're talking about hundreds of thousands. Then I have to get very interested and figure out how to how to do <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, that's, you know? that's <laughs> so, different. But, but I don't feel that that's going to happen. So. 
so we focus We're and concern ourselves with it, uh, but yeah. we don't expect it right it's just focus on getting the music out there to people and, and playing the music and sharing it the business part will come later right. just, just <laughs> you guys owning those tapes is huge so that's yeah we i have yeah, that's I brilliant, have them. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. but that's you know that's that's cool yeah. man we're just playing what we're going to play at this festival and go from there yes, real sir. quick Thank do you. either of you have a favorite solitude record that, yes that you played yeah. on yes Uh-oh. Do you who, who's gonna go first that? who's gonna my, go first? mine is through the darkest hour can't go wrong can't my, go fav- wrong my favorite solitude song is eternal awesome. i think it's the heaviest one we've done uh John? Well, but my... I don't know if that's possible for Lyle to have that choice, cause, because <laughs> my favorite album is Through the Darkest Hour. Yes. Yes. See. And my favorite... I, I don't really have a favorite song. But I, I, They're I, all your children. I, I, I really... <laughs> I love them. Let's not get into that because <laughs> people probably will think I'm an egomaniac already, but I will tell no. you this. Look, I am my own biggest fan. I write music to please myself. Okay, so let's let's re, let's rephrase the question then. Yeah, what's, I, instead of what's your favorite solitude song, what's your favorite to play? Uh, I don't know. Seeds of the Desolate. Seeds is a great that one to play. Ladder, a great song, it, yeah. it, when he just goes into that pounding thing. I like all the songs we do though because and we won't go too far into this. But here's the idea to try to spread across the field. When you're in your own band, you're promoting your own music. You should think. And I say I'm my own biggest fan just to make people, you know, go, what the hell is he on, you know? But the, the idea is this. You should feel confident. If you're spreading your music around to people, especially if you're asking for money for it, or if you're trying to exchange money for it, you should feel confident that what you have is super great. It's, it's like you really connect with it, and you're hoping somebody else will connect with it, too, you know? And so I feel the same way with our music. I love all the music we did. I, I, I love it when people connect with it because that means they're – they're vibrating on some sort of same level I am too, and some there's a certain headspace our music creates. I think that it gets into your head. So if somebody says they like our music, I know that they're in tune with at some level with me like that too. So that's when I say I'm my own biggest fan. I love all of our songs, man. I just I, I love what we do. I'm really happy when other people like it. it just it, it, of course it makes me extremely happy. They're, and they're all great. I mean, Eighth Day Morning from Darkest Hour is a deep cut love of mine because that album was written. With a lot of psychedelic intention. <laughs> and, and we recorded that um, in the UK um, at a, like at the studio on a farm in the middle of nowhere. It was oh, just cool. a cool experience. Oh, and it was, cool. a, it was just a heavy. Dreary and bleak every day. Which the is whole nice. thing. It, was a, it sounds very English. I love it. it oh was, my God. It was a great re- time I, for the band. I recommend it. Go to England in the gloomy days of. The spring and record doom metal during yeah. that time period it good yields time. good results. <clears throat> Guys, it kills me to do this, but we have to uh, say goodbye, and I can't thank you enough. Like I said, we started on behalf of the fans. Thank you for doing this one more time. There was a lot of talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry about that, but uh, Solitude Eternus cool. live at Hell's Heroes, March 21st through 23rd in Houston at White Oak Music Hall. Candlemass, Sodom, Queens Reich, for uh, oh, forbidden. I forgot they were Omen, uh, Autopsy, Omen, Omen. Reunited Watchtower, Watchtower, oh, yeah. Watchtower. Watchtower. Night Watchtower. Demon, some uh, local, uh, some not local, uh, Younger Blood, Cauldron. Good, it's going to be a great show. Cauldron, get yeah. your tickets now. This is going to be amazing, guys. Thank you so much Hold for on. being here. Hold Ooh. on, well, now, before we cut them off completely. Uh, John, yes, I sir. want to give you a chance. Where do people find you, follow you, know what's oh, going yeah, on? Oh, yeah, yeah. We Sorry, need all, all your digits. 
about back then. Uh, so, bro. Pick one, so actually, just the best way to follow any of the music stuff I'm doing is just on my Facebook page. Okay. I, I, I don't let Facebook use me. I use Facebook. And the only sure. time I use Facebook Smart. is to put out some kind of stuff. Yeah, I noticed. We only hear stuff. from you when you're selling it's because something. It's, that's it's, good. It's too much. Well, I'm even, I'm I don't even trying to say It's just sharing the music stuff I do. So that's the best way to keep up with what I'm doing well, musically. Just look at my Facebook page once every seven months and yeah. you'll see we'll, an update. We'll try and do our best to help uh, push uh, whatever you need to get out there, too. Thank you. And, and Lyle, now Lyle, every, you, Get sir, a paper and pen, yeah. every, ladies and gentlemen, for all of Lyle's sites. Take a moment. Well, <laughs> now, Lyle, you have what is in my hand right here, some awesome monster hot sauce. I got the what swamp monster some, sauce. That's you got uh, swamp sensation. Yeah, that's my yeah. You know, that's my best selling product. I got now. howling habanero. Thank you, brother. This but is great. I can't wait. You to have hot sauce. You have books. You have Ghoul Town. You're the author. You, like, where do people follow you and find you? Uh, the best place to find information on myself and my projects is lyleblackburn.com, and that'll have links to the other stuff, awesome. even to Ghoul Town and there you go. Uh, everything I do. So just uh, hit lyleblackburn.com. Sweet. Can't wait keep to try tabs this on the sauce. Solitude Origins social media pages for all the exclusives on everything Solitude Eternus up until March. Gentlemen, thank you so much thank for you. being here. Hey, thank you, Lee. Thank, thank you, this, Greg, for having us. It's it been really is a pleasure. One of thank the best so interviews much, or most fun I've ever done and since I started broadcasting. Guys, thank you so much. I'm Liar. so stoked about I swear <laughs> to God, and I've talked to a president. <laughs> Which one? That's the, that's the thing. You didn't talk to the president of doom. <laughs> no, I did not. This is way cooler. Because he's not here. I talked to the one that builds houses, even though he should have been retired on a... Well, probably a Cabo, probably 60 years ago. But <laughs> the really old one. I talked to him. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for having us, guys. Gentlemen, we appreciate you so it. Much, Love yeah, you guys. You're you great, job. and we Absolutely. can't wait for this. Thank On the way, going to do one from Boss Tweed and Element 80. Thank you so much for listening. Ra uh, Radio Clash presents with a Average Joe and DJ Laser Prick coming at you at midnight. Stay reckless, ladies and gentlemen.